Hear ye! It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the Sports King Show on Sports 106.1 Facebook Live. We've got a big show for you heading into the weekend. Of course, weather across most parts of Virginia, not the best this morning. We hope you're safe on your ride in today to your work. And if you're home or off today enjoying that first cup of coffee, we welcome you to the program. I am the Sports King, Jamie King, alongside Ben Maitland. Before we start the program, we're going to get to our sponsors in a minute. We've got a big show to talk about, Major League Baseball, the NFL weekend that will be ahead, all kinds of news and developments happening, so let's get right to it. We want to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Nerve Company, never underestimate Radical Vision. You can reach CEO Andrew Fisher and the outstanding team in Denver, Colorado, and we say good morning to Denver, Colorado. Uh, they do graphics, website design, marketing plans. They do it all, and they do it at www.thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Go to that website, take a look, and you'll see for yourself. How about our great friends at CMA's Colonial Honda? They continue to keep lives moving forward in every way possible. Go out and see for yourself new cars, used cars, an amazing selection which can be delivered directly to your door if you want them to. Folks, they've made it so easy for you. If, for instance, you find a car that you like online and you can't get out and you don't want to get out, you can contact General Manager and President Tim Cosgrove and say, Tim, can you get the vehicle to me? I love the vehicle. I'll pay for the vehicle. Can you deliver it to me? They absolutely will. They'll find a way to get you the vehicle that you want in a timely fashion. And they, I'm telling you, the financing and the work they do behind the scenes to make it as seamless as possible is unbelievable. They'll do it right at your kitchen table if need be. If you can't get to them, they will get to you. CMA's Colonial Honda, making it happen for you every single time. Great people, great community members. How about the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross? If you have a foot problem of any kind, Dr. Ross and his outstanding staff will get you on the road to recovery. They have offices, remember, Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. They have served over 240,000 people through his illustrious 40-plus-year career. So if you're in need of foot care advice or assistance, don't look now. But he's coming up at about 730 this morning. And he's got something in terms of the title of today's Ross Rules about tendinitis. He's going to explain that to you. So if you've ever had that and you want to know how to deal with it, our award-winning expert, Dr. Paul Ross, the renowned podiatrist, will tell you all about that in today's edition of the Ross Rules of Foot Care, heard here exclusively on Sports 106.1 on the Sports King program. And we welcome back to the program Joe Moglia, who was featured yesterday in USA Today, and uh, he is brought to you exclusively by Coastal Carolina. Of course, Coastal Carolina undefeated. They won this past uh Week uh, 30-27, final field goal, and uh, Chanticleer has approved the 4-0 on the year. Listen to the current chairman of TD Ameritrade, who offers insight on life, finance, and sports. Heard here weekly and exclusively on the Sports King program. 
It's the Joe Moglia report. And as the USA Today article said yesterday, Joe Moglia forfeited his salary amid the coronavirus situation and is only getting paid $1. So uh, one of the best bargains in all of college sports, what he did for the university building, of course, and helping build and raise funds for their outstanding facilities. It's something to behold. If you have a chance, go to Coastal Carolina. You can look at some of what he's done on the sports side. It's absolutely remarkable the job he's done, and we are grateful to Joe Moglia for his contributions to our program here on Sports 106.1. So turning the page to last night, of course, we've got uh, several things to get to in terms of, of course, the American League Championship Series and the National League Championship Series. Let's start first with the Rays and Astros. And the Astros, folks, uh, you know, the people in Tampa continue to send me texts and information and they're cheering it on and they're doing everything they can to get this Rays team across the finish line. Of course, we're definitely big fans of Kevin Cash and what he does as far as that small market team, low payroll, but they keep winning, but they've run into a little bit of a problem the last few days. And the Astros are the team that basically says the heck with America, the heck with the world. We're going to keep doing what we do and find a way. And they did find a way yesterday, of course, a game hotly contested into the ninth inning, and it was all the way tied till then. And then Carlos Correa, who somehow, some way, you've got to walk this guy. You can't pitch to this guy, especially in late innings. I'd rather take my chance with somebody else. This guy red hot, and he always seems to come up with that big hit. He came up to the plate with all the chips on the table. Astros season on the table in the ninth, bottom of the ninth, tied at three. He stepped up and he did this. One ball, one strike. In the air, center field. Correa's watching. This is back and it's gone. It's a walk off home run. Carlos Correa. Astros win. So the Astros win. They just won't go away. Don't expect them to go away. They're not an easy out, folks. Let's face it. As much as they have the disdain of the public, as much as people don't like them, as much as people want them to go away, it's a situation when you look at it. The Astros, or Asterisk as I call them, because of their cheating scandal. I'm not ready to put this in the rearview mirror. Maybe you are. Give us a call, 804-327-0888. How do you feel about the Astros? They are some real uh, agitators, if you will, but they continue to win and give Dusty Baker credit. He's pulled some of the right levers. Things are going well in terms of the uh, Houston Astros approach. They're basically saying, hey, we're still in this until we're not. And, of course, Springer is one of the guys that stirs a drink for them. Of course, Altuve, you know what he's going to do. Bregman's been basically away uh, and lost at the wheel. He hasn't really found his way yet. But Carlos Correa is the guy that has been dominant for them. In this game, the Astros, you talk about Dusty pulling the right levers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers uh, go the distance in nine innings for the Astros. So he had a great combination there. Of course, Curtis started for the Rays, Fleming, Seegers, and Anderson. The Rays went with uh, one, two, three, four pitchers, and they fall four to three. So that's the situation there. The Rays trying to hang in there, trying to get this done, trying to get to the World Series. And many people in Tampa now very nervous as you don't want to get this thing to a seventh game because anybody can win it then. So the Rays uh, have got some work to do to try to get rid of these pesky Astros who just will not go away. 
Well, now's the time of the show. The crow you can hear across Central Virginia as our own Ben Maitland. And, folks, he's been on this team, his all-time favorite, from the very beginning. Yesterday we talked about it, of course, in terms of you got the veteran, Clayton Kershaw, who's had serious issues in the postseason, going against Wilson, the rookie, making his first start. And you wonder, will the kid come out? Will he be flat? Will he be nervous going against a Hall of Famer? In the future, and Clayton Kershaw, will he be able to deliver the goods? Well, I tell you what, how about six innings of one-hit ball? The guy was electric, five strikeouts, did everything he had to do, kept the Dodgers off balance, that lineup, folks. Now, yes, you can say they didn't know much about him, they hadn't seen a lot about him, they watched tape on him, but you don't get the feel of a pitcher until you see him in action. And this kid went out and represented himself so well. When you go six innings in a game like this, and hand the ball off, you're doing great things. There were some really great performances in terms of the Braves, uh, absolutely phenomenal performances. You look at some of the hitters throughout that lineup, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna. Ozuna, absolutely masterful throughout this game. Let's take a listen to some of his handiwork as the Atlanta Braves of Ben Maitland win 10-2, one game away from the World Series, and he's excited. We'll hear from him in a moment. But 10 to 2, and here's what it sounded like from Ozuna last night, leading the Braves to the 10 2 win. That is a blast. Way out of here. This ball game is tied. The fourth pitcher of the night for the Dodgers, Dylan Floro, and there's one in the center. Back at the wall, and it is gone. Ozuna, his second of the night. And the Braves get that run right back. So the Braves, 10-2, and we welcome in bleary-eyed. And we saw the core stock going through the roof yesterday. We knew most of that through Central Virginia as Ben was popping them left and right, celebrating. Ben, it, it's got to be hard as we welcome you into the program this morning. A late, late night for you in terms of the excitement. I'm sure you're still on cloud nine. How are you keeping your composure? Because, you know, as I say, you got to win four, but it's a high powered, uh, definite offense on the Dodgers side. But, man, you got to feel good one game away from a World Series opportunity. Yeah, just one, one more. Uh, I was, uh, I was pumped up last night to, to watch what those guys did, uh, to support Bryce Wilson, like you, like you just mentioned. That kid was really, really good last night. And, he had only made, I think, seven career starts before last night. Of course, his postseason debut, only his eighth start ever overall in a major league uniform, and was very impressive. He went out and he, from the get-go, I was listening to the radio feed for the first couple of innings uh, on the ride home and listening to uh, to Jim Powell, Joe Simpson, some of the uh, the guys calling the game on, on Braves radio, and it sounded like he was really sharp. He only made, I think, one mistake, and that was the ball that Edwin Rios hit out to give the Dodgers, a, at that point, a one nothing lead. But to go out there and give those guys six innings when they really, really needed it, um, I thought anything, any kind of outs he got after, like the third inning, if he could – we talked yesterday. I just wanted him to keep the game close, and he did a, a lot more than that. I thought anything after the third inning was going to be you know, gravy um, before getting into the bullpen, which has been – uh, it's well documented the strength of the ball club this year uh, for the Braves. So very impressive for young Bryce Wilson uh, to go out there and go toe to toe with one of the best to ever do it in Clayton Kershaw. 
uh, they were able to get to him. Uh, you heard Ozuna's first home run there, the first part of that that uh, that highlight that tied the game at one apiece, and the uh, team was able to back Bryce up after he left the game. You could see in the dugout that he was done after six innings, um, and then you get to the, uh, I believe, the bottom of the sixth, and they were able to they were able to pick up uh, pick up their guy and were able to scratch some runs across. Uh, I was a little bit afraid of what happened to Ronald Acuna tumbling across the bag at first base. Looked a little bit scary to start that inning, uh, but good hustle to um, to beat that play and to go to second when they threw the ball in the dugout. Freddie Freeman comes up with a big hit. Uh, Marcel comes up again and, and lines the ball into the gap to make it 3-1, and they just kept, kept adding on and adding on and adding on. What you have to do against this team, against L.A., you, I, they are not – um, they're not done until the final out's recorded is, uh, is what they have to, to realize and what they have to think, especially after what happened in Game 2 when they came thundering back in the ninth inning. So very impressive. First time they've ever beaten, the organization's ever beaten Kershaw, and he couldn't have picked a better time to do it. Hey, Ben, let me ask you this. Uh, the Dodgers uh, mustered only one solo home run through the first six innings against Bryce Wilson. Of course, great performance by him. And this is from Alden Gonzalez on ESPN. He said, you can blame Clayton Kershaw, or you can blame the offense of the Dodgers, or you can blame the bullpen of the Dodgers, <laughs> or you can blame Dave Roberts. He said it was a systematic breakdown for the Dodgers. Is this a systematic breakdown of the Dodgers or great baseball by the Braves? I, I don't know if they're giving the Braves enough credit here. Do you look at this as the Dodgers falling apart or the Braves just playing excellent baseball? I think it can work both ways. Not to sound like I'm straddling the fence, but – you have to give you have to give a, a lot of credit to what Atlanta did. Um, you know when when guys make mistakes, when there are balls out over the plate uh, like the one Ozuna hit uh, to tack on another run in that inning. That was a curveball that was a really bad hanger from from Clayton. You got to take advantage, and they did just that. And even after he left the game, uh, the bullpen moves that uh, Dave Roberts made. I think uh, Brosdar Greaterall was the first guy out of the pen who throws. Just about the easiest 101-mile-per-hour fastball I've ever seen in my life. The dude doesn't look like he's breaking a sweat. And they were able to, to scrape some runs off of him. They didn't really try to get too big with the ball. They were thinking up the middle, up the middle. I think the only uh, hit that got pulled in that inning maybe was uh, Dansby Swanson's double. Um, you know, uh, I think Austin Riley had a hit right there. Uh, I want to say that was off a of greater all two that drove in a run. So, you know, they uh, the the approach and the – and um, the mindset in that sixth inning for Atlanta was some was one of the best I've seen all year out of a group that has that has done great things offensively. It's a great lineup. I thought you know, um, man for man matching up against LA, they were they were pretty much equal as far as the lineup was concerned. The uh, the one question was starting pitching, and going into last night, that was the question. And one side you had Bryce Wilson, who again acquitted himself very well, and then meanwhile the you know, fair or not, the the narrative continues with Clayton Kershaw in the postseason and not being able to quote unquote get the job done. Yeah, he's had uh, some serious issues in the postseason. Great in the regular season, you just wonder why he can't get through. If it's mental, if it's physical, of course, um, Clayton Kershaw getting through the order the third time, being hit hard through five and a half innings of that game yesterday. Fourteen balls were put in play at more than ninety-five miles per hour. That's how fast and how uh, strong those hitters are. And when you look at this, Ben, one great sign for you and your Atlanta Braves, teams that take a 3-1 to one lead have won the, the series 85% of the time. So you're really in great position. As you say, it's not over till it's over, as you used to say. But 
Uh, 3-1 lead, 85% of the time, you got to feel pretty good about your chances to close this one out. Of course, uh, tonight's lineup uh, we'll get to a little bit later, but, of course, Astros take on the Rays today at uh, 6.07, and the Braves of Ben Maitland take on the Dodgers in the nightcap yeah. at 9.08. It'll we'll be talk a little about late start. These. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about this one, but it's Friday, so you'll be able to be in good shape there. Ben, I want to turn our attention to some breaking news right now out of Indianapolis. Uh, several Indianapolis Colts have tested positive their practice facility in the NFL has been closed now. The Colts are three and two on the year, Ben. Uh, they're scheduled to host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Several Colts have tested positive. Uh, this breaking news out of Indianapolis. And as we look at this, Ben, it, it's one of those things you hold your breath every single week and waiting for the other shoe to drop in the situation with Indianapolis. Uh, several members of the organization have tested positive. The team didn't provide a specific number of people. The Colts are in the process of confirming the test results and will work remotely. Once again, Indianapolis is supposed to play 1 o'clock. And, uh, you know, that was one of the stories I was following yesterday. And your take on this situation in Indianapolis, as we said, it's one of those wait and see, hold your breath, hope it's nobody consequential. You're hoping that in terms of starters because – uh, it doesn't matter who it is. We we're praying for everybody's health. We don't want anybody to get this, but you wonder the dichotomy situation and how the teams are all looking at these things from many different angles. Uh, you could have three or four top guys in your offense or defense, and then whoever you put out there Sunday could look vastly different than maybe who you were practicing with Monday through Thursday or whatever the case may be. So you've got a lot of issues there. Now Indianapolis is just holding their breath, looking at the lineup, wondering what type of team we'll have and what semblance of order we'll have come Sunday, your take on this situation in Indianapolis that is just breaking. Yeah, I walked in the uh, studio this morning, and and this first thing that I saw when I first turned on the, the TV a little bit ago was that story uh, about the Colts and the personnel members that had tested positive. It's It really is a wait-and-see th- thing, you know, the – there was that report yesterday from the Falcons that they had had a, a personnel member test positive. Initially, it was reported, I think, that four people had, and then that was backtracked uh, a little bit, thankfully, that it was just one person for Atlanta. Um, so, I, you know, the NFL's got a – it's got a tough road ahead of it. Uh, day-to-day, week-to-week, I'm happy to have football right now, whether it's college, pro, doesn't really matter. I'm just I'm happy that it's that it's here and that we're able to watch it. But at the same time, this cloud still does hang over, not just um, you know the world of sports, but uh, the world the world itself in general. So one day at a time, one week at a time. It's unfortunate, you know, you don't want to wake up and see something like this again this morning. Their official statement from the Colts reads, and I, you read I think part of this a second ago this morning. We were informed that several individuals within our organization have tested positive for COVID nineteen. And the team is currently in the process of confirming those tests, as you just said. In the meantime, the practice facility will remain closed, and the team will work remotely while following NFL protocols. We were in communication with the league, and we'll have more more information when available. So your immediate thoughts, of course, like you said, is who has it? Uh, how does it affect the uh, this weekend? How does it affect beyond that? Do you have to juggle the schedule anymore? We've already seen, what, uh, over 10 games or around that number have to be shuffled around uh, in the wake of what happened with the Titans and in the wake of what uh, happened with the Patriots and so on and so on and so forth down the line. So, like I said, it's as cliched as it sounds. And, 
you know, it, it does. You do have to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and see where you come out on these things. It's not a perfect science. Everybody knows that. Uh, you have to be precautious. And um, out of an abundance of caution, I know that this is how you get to the point of, of where you're at right now. All right. Ben is not Dr. Fauci, but no, he did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. No, I'm just I, kidding. I slept uh, in my own bed last night. So. He did slept in. Okay. Uh, just want to let you know, one college game, if you saw this one, of course, everybody's watching baseball and all the excitement uh, leading up to the World Series. Arkansas State and Georgia State, what a game. 59-52, went down to the wire. But I saw something funny in this one. Arkansas State's coaching staff, one of the coaching members after a player got an interception, I don't know if you saw this or not, Ben, he had a wad of cash in his hands. It was fake money, but as soon as the player got the interception, came off the field, the coach handed it to him, and so the player goes on the sideline. Like they have the turnover chain, he starts holding out the, the money to the camera and so forth. I don't know how that's going to play to the NCAA. Probably not well. To say about not going to play well <laughs> no. in that deal. But I did think it was funny uh, that the kid was getting uh, big cash for an interception, kind of creative in that way. So it was one of the funnier things I saw. One of the least funny things I saw yesterday, and you're listening to Sports King of Sports 1061 alongside Ben Maitland on the Sports King, Jamie King, out of Kansas City, Missouri. And I don't, I don't, I just don't understand this. I, I'm shocked. Now, I do understand the thought process if you're Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, one of my favorite players, has been a great player for the Steelers. He was perfect for that offense. Always a great running back, always a great performer, a guy that always carried the mail. As a former coach, that's the guy I want to hand the ball to. His running style is electric. He's able to move the chains. He's able to break it. He's able to get big runs. He knows how to make people miss. Has always been a solid, steady performer, a guy that knows how to win. And some people say he's petulant. Some people say he's mercurial. Some use the words like uh, maybe not a great teammate sometimes. But I've never had a problem with the guy. I've always thought he's been a great player. Now, you may argue some of the you in the New York area, metropolitan area, don't like him because he didn't work out with the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Of course, he got out of that situation, which was abysmal. And the announcement yesterday that the Kansas City Chiefs Yes, the world champion Kansas City Chiefs that have more talent than any team should have signed Le'Veon Bell to add some potential punch to the running game. He signed a deal to join the defending Super Bowl champs. Bell was released by the Jets earlier this week, agreed to a one-year deal with the Chiefs. So here I'm sitting here with my Washington football team who need a running back in the worst way, but... Then I thought about it at a deeper level. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, do I want to go to the mess that is the Washington football team to try to deal with that dysfunction? Of course, that team put the fun in dysfunction. Or do I want to go to the Kansas City Chiefs, a world championship organization that lost recently to the Raiders, but is in need of some offensive firepower to go along with everything else they have there? Of course, Travis Kelsey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill, I've got uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They've got so much running, but this edition of Bell will be huge. Patrick Mahomes voices approval of the move, saying, welcome, my brother. Let's get it. I'm going to tell you right now, mark this down, fantasy players. Get Le'Veon Bell on your fantasy squad ASAP. If you can make him as a late-season addition, please do. The Chiefs took to Twitter to welcome Bell to Kansas City. The Bell will have to go through five days of COVID-19 testing before he can join the teams per NFL protocol, so he won't be available on Monday when the Chiefs are scheduled to visit the Bills. Bell had narrowed his choices to the Chiefs, Miami Dolphins, and Bills. 
Jeremy Fowler reported this earlier Thursday. The 4-1 Chiefs are 13th in the league at rushing at 119 yards per game, 10th at 4.5 yards per carry, but most of the work has come with the rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who rushed for 138 yards and a touchdown in the victory over the Houston Texans. Since then, the Chiefs are 19th in the league in rushing 108 yards per game, still don't have a rushing touchdown from running back. So you're adding uh, Bell here. And with the Jets releasing him, ending that 19-month horror show that was his career in New York, he arrived as a much-heralded free agent. Of course, he never clicked, never connected with Adam Gase, who should be out of New York very quickly. I don't know how this guy keeps a job. I just don't understand it. But he was able to work it out. Bell has been a three-time Pro Bowl selection. He was a disappointment signing the Jets. He signed a four-year, $52.5 million contract. But he averaged only 3.3 yards per carry, 51st out of 53 qualifying runners in the NFL during that span. In 17 games with the Jets, he only rushed for 863 yards and three touchdowns. He was hurt by mediocre line play and a system that did not specialize with his strengths as a versatile player. The Jets still are on the hook for $6 million of his 2020 base pay in 2020. And, of course, there's an offset clause that will defray it by the amount of the salary on a new contract with the Chiefs. Bell is only 28 years of age, folks. It seems like he's a lot older. But he joined the Jets after sitting out the entire 2018 season after receiving the franchise tag from the Steelers. Now, here's the deal with the situation with Bell. He's like that car that has plenty of tread on the tire. It's still in good shape. You can go around and talk about the versatility aspect, the speed aspect. This guy doesn't have a lot of wear and tear in the last few years. He should be fresh. And you put him behind that offensive line in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes passing to keep people off balance and give him the lanes he needs to do what he does. This is absolutely a spectacular one-year signing by the uh, the Chiefs. And I'm telling you, Bell is going to sit here and look at this team and say, man, I just came into the honeypot. This is going to be great for me. Bell showed his conviction, turned down a five-year, $70 million offer from the Steelers because he called it a true low guarantee. And in five seasons with the Steelers, he rushed for 5,336 yards, 35 touchdowns. He knows how to get to the end zone, and the Chiefs know that. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, Andy Reid, they are sitting there licking their chops thinking, man, we just got a guy. That's a first-round type talent in our offense. This is going to be huge for us with Patrick Mahomes. So watch now. Get him on your fantasy team. You won't be disappointed. Going to take a time out. We've got Dr. Paul Ross and the Rawls, Ross Ruse of Foot Care coming up. He's going to talk about tendonitis and much, much more. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061 on a Friday. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports King, Jamie King on Sports 1061. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Hi, Tim Cosgrove here, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We exist to move lives forward. That includes volunteering to support local charities and our community, like the Virginia Breast Cancer Foundation, St. Jude Children's Hospital, the Ash Childhood Cancer Foundation, and more. In fact, over the past two years, CMA's Colonial Honda has donated over $30,000 to local charities, plus a brand new Honda Accord EX worth over $28,000. 
All the money we have raised has gone to support local charities and organizations like the St. Jude Dream Home Giveaway. But we need your help continuing to spread our message and bring awareness to those in need. We can beat cancer with your support. Ask me today how you can help. Moving lives forward. It isn't just a catchy phrase, it's a firm belief. From all of us here at CMA's Colonial Honda, thank you for your continued support. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com. Owners just do more. You're listening to the guy that was once addicted to brake fluid. But please don't worry, he says he can stop at any time. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Friday morning on the Sports King Show. On your drive in this morning, for all of you out there that need foot care and advice, you know what time of the week it is. It's our resident expert, the man himself. I call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. This guy has no equal in the industry. Dr. Paul Ross, he, of course, the owner of the podiatry centers of both Springfield, Virginia, Bethesda, Maryland. You can reach out to them in Bethesda, 301-232-3821. Springfield, Virginia, 571-302-8507. And, of course, award-winning. He is the man. We appreciate him joining us. Good morning, Dr. Ross. How are you, my friend? Hey, Jamie. Doing great. How are you this morning? Fantastic. The ambassador of ankles, the Bishop of Bunions, he does it all. And the thing about it, when I was going through everything on your site again, because I'll go there as always updated things, of course, at the top, it says learn how the podiatry center is addressing COVID-19 concerns, the care that you spend and the time you spend to make sure the safety in you were ahead of this before anybody in terms of the things you did to protect from day one. And you've just gotten better and better at this. And as you said, you have the safe, the safe distancing, the uh, face mask, the protective stuff. Everybody's wiping things down. You guys have really stayed on top of this and you've had great success with it. You got to be proud of the team environment and all you've done to protect the community and keep your offices open despite the pandemic. Uh, that's right, Jamie. Uh, you know, from day one, we created an environment that uh, not only are the doctors and our staff uh, buying into that this is a, a very critical time in what we're going through, but we also wanted to be sure that we were stayed open for our staff as well as uh, our patients. So with that, we knew it was critical to uh, do all the safety measures necessary as dictated by uh, the CDC and our our state's um, uh, health boards to be able to uh, stay open, and fortunately, we were ahead of the curve, and we continue to uh, to uh, to maintain and function properly. So we're really proud of you our know, staff. Me is, absolutely, you know me as a former football coach. I love game plans more than anything. And I think uh, you've been a referee. You've got a great sports background, and I think that's really helped you because when you look at all the things you do, the technologies, and you've been a leader renowned leader in terms of technologies and what you do. You've got shockwave therapy, diagnostic ultrasound, digital x-rays, stem cell therapy, which I experienced and had great success with, orthotics, MLS, laser therapy. I mean, you've got so much to be on top of in terms of the studying. You're always going to clinics, always upgrading your technologies and so forth. And the fact is, I, I think sometimes, you know, that one size fits all situation doesn't work when it comes to patients. And the one thing you've always talked about your excitement of working with people is you try to find that right recipe for success for each person because everybody's different when they walk in. Everybody has different pains and issues. 
the fact that you have such a large smorgasbord of things to pick from and select, and it seems like you literally have the one-stop shop for everybody walking through those doors and that game plan mentality you have. You sit there and take everybody at face value, but the fact that you have so much in your repertoire has got to be something that, uh, of course, all the public benefits from. Yeah, well, we're very excited um, to be able to stay uh, ahead of and on top of the technology that's out there. And again, we always feel that just because something is new doesn't mean it's better or it actually should be used. So after uh, careful evaluation, not only uh, with my own um, background on research, but I also reach out to colleagues as well to get a, a real good indication of any new technology that's available. And then when it's, it is available, I'm happy and want to share it with our patients because um, we know things in healthcare are continuing to change, so it, it's always uh, a treat to be able to have that available to everybody who uh, who it's effective for. And folks, I do brag on him all the time. He is the best in the business, but don't just take my word for it. 240,000 people have come through his doors. Uh, he's five-star rated in Yelp, five-star five rated through Health Grades, five-star rated on Facebook, A-plus rating on Angie's List. He does it all. Uh, and I've got to ask you this. I mean, the bar is so high with you. You've been the best in Bethesda, the best, the super service award, Angie's list. You get continual awards and I know it never gets old, but the standards you set there and the bar is so high. I mean, from your staff standpoint and yours, I mean, it's pretty much what you're accustomed to doing, but man, does it every, it's like the winning just continues there every single year and the bar keeps going up higher and higher. Uh, do you ever feel pressure with what you do? Well, I don't know if I call it pressure. I just, you know, we set a standard of care that we have the bar. We set it really high, and that's the expectation that patients have of us, and we're just used to it, and that's how we function, and we can't function without an amazing, highly functional staff as well who understands what we're trying to do. Our staff, they're not just technicians. They are have as much knowledge about what we're trying to do and how we do so everybody is involved in the care of our patients. So as far as pressure, I don't really feel the pressure. I'm just very excited that what we're doing is uh, being received in such a way and helping so many people. All right. And, of course, they can help you with bunions, custom orthotics, diabetic foot care, foot pain, hammer toes, heel pain, pediatric foot care, sports injuries, women's feet from young kids to 90 years old plus i mean they've got everywhere in between they will take care of you first class treatment from the time you walk in of course you can also make appointments to see dr ross virtually and he can talk to you there and then schedule something to go in and see him in person and you will not be disappointed you're listening to dr paul ross and ross rules of foot care today the subject matter is tendonitis you have heard the term, but what is it? And, and to be honest with you, I'm really curious on this week's edition of the Ross Rules. I want to know more about it and how it affects everyday people. Here he is, our G-O-A-T, the best in the business, Dr. Paul Ross, on the 10-9, this topic. And what really is it? Dr. Ross, take it away. Thank you, Jamie. So, 10 you heard the term. What is it? One of the more common conditions of the feet is a tendonitis. It's a term most people have heard, but don't really know what it is. A tendon is what connects a muscle to bone. For instance, the Achilles tendon connects the calf muscles to the heel bone. And speaking of the Achilles, it's one of the more common foot tendons to become inflamed. Tendonitis refers to when a tendon becomes inflamed. This can happen for many reasons, such as overuse, an injury, faulty shoes, or a specific faulty alignment or malfunctioning of the foot. By faulty alignment, we're mostly referring to being flat-footed. 
having flat feet can lead to tendonitis of one or more tendons of the foot or ankle. Sometimes swelling is evident, but not always. Pain, on the other hand, is always present. The only way to know if you have tendonitis is by having it diagnosed by a specialist. Besides the Achilles tendon, the other tendons of the feet that commonly get inflamed are the posterior tibial tendon on the inside of the ankle and the perineal tendon on the outside of the ankle. The top of the foot is another place where tendonitis can occur, and one of the risks of long-term inflammation and pain is a tear. We know that inflammation can weaken the tendon, so it can tear. We've seen multiple cases of tears of several tendons in the feet. A tear can mean several weeks in a boot or even surgery to repair. Getting rid of the inflammation as early as possible greatly decreases the risk of a tear. The best home remedies for tendonitis are applying ice for 30 minutes per hour, refraining from jogging or jumping until the pain stops, wearing athletic shoes for stability, and taking an anti-inflammatory if you can. Since many cases of tendonitis are from a fault in how the feet function, like pronation, custom orthotics is one of the most successful remedies. Orthotics help to keep the feet aligned as they were meant to be, which allows them to function the way they were meant to be. So please, don't take any tendonitis for granted. It's easier to treat them early for when they become more chronic, more problems can occur, and requires more aggressive care. So please feel free to reach out to us in our Maryland office at 301-656-6055, in our Virginia office, 703-451-2977. We're here and happy to help. All right. And, of course, uh, we cannot get off the Ross Rules of Foot Care without one of the legendary jokes you've become accustomed to. Dr. Paul Ross, what do you call it when you put two slices of bread around your foot? I'm sitting. Go ahead. Dr. Ross, you would call that a bologna sandwich. <laughs> no additional cost for that. No additional cost for that. You get that for free, my man, and you can use that That's in awesome. your in your daily walk. There you go. Dr. Paul Ross, and of course, the Ross Rules of Foot Care heard here exclusively on the Sports King program. Dr. Ross, as always, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend ahead. We can't thank you enough, and thanks for filling us in on the tendonitis issues, and uh, we hope you have a, a beautiful weekend ahead. You guys the same. Uh, be well and stay safe. You got it. And, uh, folks, you can hear the Ross Rules of Foot Care every single week as he takes different topic areas. And, of course, you want to see him, you can do it virtually. You can go up and schedule an appointment and meet him in person. You will not be disappointed. I'm telling you what, take it from me and 240,000 people. We're not wrong. He's the best in the business, Dr. Paul Ross, a great friend. We're going to take a time out, come back. We're going to close out this edition of the Sports King Show on this Friday. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball, and I'm going to give you my picks for the NFL weekend ahead alongside Ben Maitland. And don't look now, but Big Al is warming up in the bullpen. He's ready to take the ball at 8 o'clock as he'll be on 8 to 10 live on Sports Phone. Don't touch it. I will be right back. You're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hi, this is Andre Ryzen, and you're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. 
Friends, if you suffer from foot or ankle pain, have I got the solution for you. It's my great friend, Dr. Paul Ross of the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. Dr. Ross is a world-renowned surgeon and is widely considered as one of the top podiatrists in the world. He has helped over 240,000 people during his illustrious career, and I am happy to tell you that I'm one of them. From bunions to bone spurs, for foot problems big and small, he and his outstanding staff give five-star treatment to everyone who visits his office. If you can't make it in, that's no problem. Just contact the offices of Dr. Paul Ross and schedule a one-on-one virtual meeting. Dr. Ross is a proven expert. If you're looking for an answer to your foot and ankle problems, look no further than the best in the field and reach out today to Dr. Paul Ross in the Podiatry Centers of Springfield, Virginia and Bethesda, Maryland. In Springfield, Virginia, the number is 571-267-1936. In Bethesda, Maryland, the number 301-660-8225. Call today and tell them the Sports King sent you. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks to Dr. Paul Ross, a resident expert for the Ross Rules of Foot Care. Coming up, Big Al, 8 o'clock, got a big show for you. And I am closing this one out today, looking at uh, some news and notes. Nick Saban, of course, appearing on his show, the Nick Saban Show, heard here on Sports 1061 Thursday night. He appeared from home and basically was talking about the fact that he doesn't feel like he has any symptoms. He says, I feel great. I don't have a fever. I don't have any symptoms. He'd like to take part in the game against Georgia this weekend, but NCAA rules prohibit in-game communication with anyone on the staff while he's in quarantine. He cannot travel to the stadium while in quarantine either. If Saban has three negative tests, including the second two in a 24-hour span, he could conceivably be clear to return to the athletic activities before Saturday's game in Tuscaloosa. And he said, I would hate to not be a part of that game, but that's truly what turns out to be. Saban said he wishes there was a way to coach in quarantine to be able to participate, adding that it doesn't quite seem right that he wouldn't be able to communicate with his staff or players during a game from a remote location from his home. And uh, he said, there's no way you can do this, but uh, I don't think you'd be putting people in harm if I was able to communicate. But I often believe in the safety of all people, so there have to be some logistical things to work out. Nick Saban turns 69 later this month. He's been able to do a lot from home as he helps the number two Crimson Tide prepare for the Georgia Bulldogs this weekend. And, of course, Alabama uh, has been installed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Uh, it looks like Steve Sarkeesian will take over for him if he's unable to go, and that's the way it looks right now. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Maybe Big Al has some more for you coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. want to let you know the Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama Crimson Tide be, will be heard right here on these airways on Sports 1061. The pregame starts at 5 p.m., kickoff at 8 as the Georgia Bulldogs go to Tuscaloosa to take on the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban, who may or may not be on the sidelines. It looks doubtful now. Looks like it will be former USC coach Steve Sarkeesian, offensive coordinator at the helm for the Tide. We also want to let you know another programming note, the Carolina Panthers. And don't forget now, but of course we cover the Panthers here. They take on the Chicago Bears 1 o'clock on Sunday. So that's another programming note in terms of what we have. And we thank you, Ben, for that. Of course, now it's time for you that want to make a lot of money this weekend. To listen to the Sports Kings, I'm going to run through the NFL games and give you my takes. You can write this down, and if you win, of course, uh, 10% cuts always appreciated. 
as uh, I got to keep my producer in Coors Light, so it always helps to get more money. You cannot be serious. Well, you know, I am serious, but, uh, you know, don't call me serious and uh, don't call me Shirley and you can't be serious. You know, you know the drill. Anyway, uh, Danny, do you do drugs every day? Anyway, uh, Texas and Titans take each other on in Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Tennessee favored by three and a half in this one. I think they'll cover by seven in this one. I like the Titans undefeated to stay undefeated at home. That game at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, 72 fun-loving degrees right now, 1 o'clock kickoff. Take the Titans in that one. The Bengals and Colts circle this game as maybe it won't happen as it was discussed this morning that the Colts, breaking news, have several players that have tested positive. Right now the situation in Indianapolis is fluid. They shut down the facility for the time being. This game was to be played at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis Colts were favored by seven and a half over under 46. I like the Bengals to hang in this game. Don't know if it'll be played, but I like Super Joe Burrow to keep this game close. It could be a field goal type game. I think he would play well. Bengals one and three, Colts three and two. The Falcons have a new coach. They're 0-5. Matty Ice and company travel to Kirk Cousins land in Minnesota as the Falcons take on the Vikings. This one at U.S. Bank Stadium. Minnesota installed as a four-point favorite in this one over under 54. Minnesota has to win this game. They will find a way in the Falcons to find a way to probably choke it away. A lot of points in this one. I like the over 54 in this play because I think both teams will score a lot of points. Elsewhere, the Broncos take on the Patriots in this one at Gillette Stadium, Foxborough. The Patriots installed as a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Of course, uh, we don't know Brett Rippon, uh, Drew Locke, who will be at the controls for the Broncos. But I like the Broncos to hang around in this one. I'll take the Broncos in the nine-and-a-half. Not that they're perfect, but I think they'll be able to stay in this game in terms of keeping it close. This game, 1 o'clock, edge led again, Patriots and Broncos. My team, the Washington football team, 1-4, and four, and they can't get out of their own way against the G-Men. Boy, what an exciting matchup this will be. The 1-4 and four Washington football team at the G-Men, 0-5. Joe Judge looking for his first win of the year. The G-Men have been installed as a 2.5-point favorite over under 42. I don't think these guys could score 42 in three weeks, but anyway. I digress. Uh, the G-Men, I think, find their way to their first victory at home. We've seen a few glimpses. Daniel Jones has played fairly well. And, of course, Washington has a big question mark. at quarterback supposed to be Kyle Allen. We don't know. But I look for the G-Men to win this one probably by field goal. So uh, just this one's unwatchable. It's sad. And hopefully uh, somebody wins. That's all I can say. Hopefully it won't end in a tie, but who knows. The Ravens and Eagles, a little better game here. I like the Ravens here, uh, 7.5 the number. I think the Eagles keep it close at home. I think it'll be a seven-point game, so take the Eagles and the 7.5. I think you'll do well there. I think the Ravens are capable to blow them out. I don't think it'll happen. Over under 48. I'd like a lot of points in this one. I think it goes over the posted total. The Browns take on the Steelers. Don't look now, but the Browns 4-1 at the Steelers 4-0. This game is looking very, very good in terms of excitement. Steelers installed as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like this as a field goal game. 51's a number. I think it stays under the posted total. I like the Steelers to win this one by a field goal. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger so far, 100 out of 143,016 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's been playing lights out. And, of course, the Bears and the Panthers heard here on Sports 106.1 
Carolina installed as a one and a half point favorite. I like the Panthers at home, three and two to go to four and two. The Lions, Gary Bagwell, the great Bagdini, take on Jaguars. I like the Lions on the road here, minus three over under 54. So take the Lions in that one. Jets and Dolphins. I like the Dolphins here, nine and a half. The number of the Jets can't get out of their own way, 0 and five. I like the Dolphins to win this one by at least two scores. Packers, Buccaneers, another great one. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers hooking up, five, uh, four and oh, or the Packers, three and two. Buccaneers. I like the Bucks somehow to pull this one out by a field goal in a great game here. This will be your marquee matchup of the weekend. Of course, Sunday night, you got the Rams and 49ers. The 49ers falling to hard times. Rams rolling along. I like the Rams in this one. Monday, you got the Chiefs and the Bills. I like the Chiefs in this one by at least a field goal over under 57. Cardinals and Cowboys, the other game, 815. I like the Cardinals to defeat the Cowboys. Let's go real quick to Ben in the studio. Ben, our pitching matchups today for Major League Baseball. Uh, what do you like today? Well, just a quick rundown of that and then one or two other notes before we <clears throat> excuse me, get done here, Jamie. It will be Frember Valdez and Blake Snell facing off in game number six of the American League Championship Series Astros at Rays. Rays flip around to become the home team again. That is 6.07 start time. Tampa looking to close the lid finally and keep the Astros at bay and move on to the World Series. Your nightcap at 9.08 Eastern time, Dodgers-Braves. Braves the home team in that one. Dustin May announced for the Dodgers. We'll see how Atlanta addresses that. Nobody announced yet. They might go with a bullpen game. We'll see what happens there. Uh, another note as far as local this weekend uh, in the River City in Richmond, uh, the Dominion Energy Charity Classic begins this morning at the Country Club of Virginia. Phil Mickelson, Jim Furyk, Ernie Ells among those playing in the field this weekend. Uh, Golf Channel has the coverage of that over the weekend as well. And then this weekend, uh, the Cup Series action uh, in NASCAR goes out to the Kansas Speedway for the Hollywood Casino 400. It'll be Chase Elliott starting from the pole for that one Sunday afternoon, 2.30 NBC, your television coverage for that. And I'll send it back to you as we wrap up. You got it. And, of course, that Dodgers game, a key matchup for the Braves trying to go to the World Series. Dustin May, I've loved this kid. Big floppy hair through 100 miles an hour. And he is called Carrot Top, of course. He throws it, and he looks uh, like Carrot Top a little bit, but he brings it 100 miles an hour. The Braves have got their work cut out for them to try to get it done. So Astros, Rays, Dodgers, Braves, that's your Major League Baseball lineup. And don't forget, of course, a full slate of games. you got Bama here, and you've got the Carolina Panthers as well. Saturday, Sunday, we got you covered. Don't touch it now. Your coverage continues of the best sports coverage in the area. It's Big Out Sports Phone coming your way. For Ben Maitland, I'm the sports king, Jamie King. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. We'll see you then. At CMA's Colonial Honda, we exist to move lives forward. That includes volunteering to support local charities like the Virginia Breast Cancer Foundation, St. Jude Children's Hospital, the Ask Childhood Cancer Foundation, and more. In fact, over the past two years, we've donated over $30,000 plus a brand new Honda Accord EX to support local charities and organizations like the St. Jude Dream Home Giveaway. Moving lives forward. It isn't just a catchy phrase. It's a firm belief. Visit CMA'sColonialHonda.com. Owners just do more. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu.